Hi, it's me, Moki Makura. Thanks for joining me for my very first episode of Women on Top Talks, the Africa edition. It's a mix of opinion, commentary, and maybe a little advice. It's inspired by the things that have come up in my career, and also in the stories you'll hear later in the series. The journey of leadership is never an easy one. It's complicated, it's isolating, it often has you asking yourself, who can I turn to? So this episode, we are talking about how to stay warm, because honey, it's cold up there at the top in the C-suite. In February 2020, I resigned from my job. This was before the big resignation everyone's now talking about. The next month, the pandemic shut the world down. And I have to say, I was a little bit nervous about the decision I'd just made. I had taken up a role to start a brand new NGO. It was quite literally a dream job. It was a role that I'd been preparing for all my life. I started on day one as employee number one, and I got to translate the vision, the mission and strategy documents into an organization with staff, infrastructure and a company culture. Everything was falling into place. I was fired up and I was driven by passion and I loved it. But it was hard. I was making decisions literally every second of every day. Some decisions were small ones, others big ones. Some were simple ones and quite complex ones, but all of them had implications and everyone was looking to me for the answers. So you are at the height of your success. You're calling the shots. Everybody needs your approval before they act. They even laugh at your jokes, whether they're funny or not. It feels good. But there's a downside. It was exhausting, physically and mentally, and it wasn't really sustainable. You never truly understand what people mean when they say it's lonely at the top until you get there. People stop talking when you enter the room or the Zoom call. Nobody ever disagrees with you. You don't get feedback and no one seems to affirm you anymore because your successes have become routine, I guess, and maybe a little expected. That immense sense of joy at the success, the power, the ability to lead, to drive things, it's sometimes replaced by a sense of loneliness. It's difficult to be friends with people when you pay their salaries and do their reviews. And your real friends and your partner, they don't understand. They don't understand the politics or the context. But the problem is you can't open up to the people who do because you're the boss. And it's important to keep everyone at arm's length because you need to maintain this image, I guess, of authority and always having it together. But do you? Yes, it can be lonely at the top for women. But why? As cliched as it might sound, a hormone is the reason. Apparently, some women have a higher level of a hormone called oxytocin. Oxytocin has been called the love hormone, and it's an integral part of relationships and social bonding. Remember that feeling of falling in love? Do you? 
Apparently, women have a greater need to feel affirmed by their peers in order for them to feel secure. But who's going to affirm the woman who's been promoted countless times or who's literally the woman at the top of her career? She should be used to it, right? To put it in simple terms, affirmation is like a blanket that we need to wear to keep warm, especially as women. But for some reason, that blanket gets ripped off once you reach a certain pinnacle in your career, because apparently you don't need it anymore. But that's not true. That's exactly when you need it the most. Navigating leadership in the entrepreneurial or corporate space is difficult at the best of times. But doing it on your own? <laughs> that's just downright painful. So my take on why women get less affirmation at the top is because often we work in very competitive spaces with very little sisterhood. A few years back, I once congratulated a colleague on how well she handled a meeting with a very important person. I mean, she was calm, she was confident, and she really knew her stuff. She was impressive, and I told her. But her response was sad. She said that no one had ever said anything remotely like that to her before. So in that moment during our interaction, I saw a softer, more vulnerable side to her, a side I hadn't ever seen before. And I have to admit, she was not an easy person to compliment or even to approach. And I could see why many people wouldn't. I mean, she came to work every day wearing her work armour, just as many successful women do. And that armour shuts out a lot of opportunities for people to connect. I mean, I find that generally, women in leadership positions come to the office to do battle, not to make friends. It's part of a protection against a male-dominated environment, I guess. Generally, the higher a woman rises, the more likely she is to be the only female in the room of her peers. Another reason why women feel lonely at the top is to do with the way we socialise. Men grow up playing team sports, football, rugby, basketball. They develop a large network of loose affiliations. Women, on the other hand, we naturally gravitate towards a single best friend. Special and she reckless. If you think this doesn't apply to you, pause for just a minute and think about your friendships. Through most stages of your life, you probably have only had one best friend at a time. This is the friend that you share secrets with. It's the one that you would call first if you needed to hide a body. And this principle applies to the workplace too. Women tend to have a single best friend rather than a large network they can tap into. But the workplace isn't really about making friends. It's about making allies, strategic friends. And an important ally to have at your workplace is a sponsor or a mentor. I mean, almost every story I've heard whilst recording this series has featured either a sponsor or a mentor, typically a male one who was responsible for setting my guest up for success. Both are absolutely critical in the workspace, as they can fight for you in rooms where you can't even get into. They're there to help you navigate spaces where you may not understand the politics. Many women don't seek out allies in the workspace, and in cases where they do, they often just identify one single person. 
this poses a problem because if that ally, that sponsor, mentor, best friend leaves, or if they have a fallout, that woman is left feeling isolated and abandoned and alone. So here's some advice. Make friends, make allies, make many of them, get as many as you need. A good friend of mine worked at a company where they had an official mentorship program. She's black and female and was assigned a white male mentor. She says it was the best thing that could have happened to her. He had a totally different take on navigating their work environment. He gave her real insights and spoke up for her when she wasn't there, which was pretty often. She spoke about him a lot. Imagine how much better for her it would have been if she'd had more than one. As women, we really need to leave that playground attitude behind where loyalty is important and that means we can only have one friend. So the best tip I can give any woman who's serious about her career is get yourself an executive coach. It's almost like a best friend that you pay for. And I was really lucky because I had a very good one. She made the journey less lonely because I shared many of the challenging moments I had with her. Now, I know not everyone can afford a coach and good ones don't come cheap, but it's a worthwhile investment if you are serious about your destination. It's like getting a personal trainer to help you hit your goal weight. You can do it on your own, but you are more likely to be successful if there is someone in your corner, someone who is cheering you on. So, until all women can have amazing coaches, you've got this podcast, Women on Top Talks, to listen to. It's all about community. So, thank you for being part of mine. Please leave a like and share this podcast if you enjoyed it. That's it from me. I'm Moki Makura. See you in two weeks where we'll meet Carol Abade, our first phenomenal woman on top. <laughs>